welcome to BHM 365, the real relationship show with Dr. T, or better known as Dr. Terrence Schofield. It is indeed a blessing again to do another episode of Real Relationships. I think that today we have a doozy for the audience <laughs> with this particular um, episode today. I think it's going to be three to four part, Dr. T. What do you think? It might be 10 or 12. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Because Good. the topic we are actually going to be talking about today is one that's very prevalent right now, and it has a lot of repercussions to it. So the topic is our faith relationship with Christ versus our fake relationship with each other. When I say fake, I mean F-A-K-E. Now, a lot of you (laughs) might be saying, what do you mean fake? Well, we're going to explain that today. We're going to talk a little bit about how when we're not real with one another, there are repercussions to that. So, Dr. T, it is great to have you back again, and I'm always excited and ready about this show because we could talk about relationships all day, all year, and from years to come, all the time. But with Mm. this particular topic, I know this is dear to your heart, and it's definitely dear to mine because we have to start focusing on this. Unless we focus on this, there will never come change within the church and within our own faith walk. So I'm going to let you go ahead and kick it in. I know um, you have the quote today, so I'll let you go ahead and move forward. Thank you. Um, it, it, it's funny, you know, as we talked before, let me just start off with the scripture text. And I'm reading from 1 John 4, 20, and it says, if anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother or sister, is a liar. And you know, we don't like being called a liar. So somebody already said, he, Dr. T already called me a liar. No, no, the word said you're a liar. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you say, if you, you are a liar, if you say you love God and you hate your brother and sister, what he's trying to say is, that's a dichotomy. You can't love God and yet carry around hate for somebody else. You just can't, right? Absolutely For the person not. who doesn't, Absolutely. For the person who does not love his brother or sister, he has seen, he has seen, cannot love God that he has not seen. Now, I know when I used to preach at Texas, Sister Joe, that immediately, it's almost like when they're passing the tithe plate around, you get tight. It's according to what week that hits you. And so I understand that some of us who may be listening to that text are saying, oh boy, here we go. Preacher got mad, had a rough week, he got something to say. No, what I'm talking about is like what Sister Joe is what you mentioned, is that I think we have a society that really thinks they can keep the relationship with Christ right and work on that, but really not put as much work in loving the other person. And not only not not putting the work in with someone else, a fakeness, a falseness, a false relationship with someone else. I think the Bible talks about if you've got a gift at the altar, you remember you had something against somebody before you got there. The expediency was you to leave it right there and go reconcile yourself to someone else. 
Mm-hmm. It's, I think God puts a preeminent importance, not so much on the relationship with God and Christ, that's true, but also it's very important that we live that out here. I think our relationships with ourselves is an indicator of the type of uh, the boundaries of relationship that we have with God, meaning that we don't see him. We can relate to each other real good because we see each other that, you know, there's something about that being living amongst and hanging out with other people that that relationship can grow. But having God somewhere off in the distance or in our heart, is kind of difficult with that, one, you know, to keep that as tight. So, I think it's important. We got a lot of people in churches today that 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 have hurt, and they and they they just feel like you know what's used to going to church is fake. They got a bunch of fake people in there anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, they go and shout hallelujah. Next thing you know, they cuss me out when they leave out of church, mm-hmm. or they don't even speak to me when they come in. You know, mm-hmm. they ain't got time, and they 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 carrying their Bible to church. And next thing you do, they run out the door, and they look. They don't even look at me. So people are tired of fakeness. If, if a faith is so real, if a faith is something that is so permeating in our heart, why are we having these frosty, frosty, frosty flake relationships? How can we be so faithful that we can be so faithful with somebody that we live with? How can we walk around with such genuine faith and be faithful with the person that we see every day? I, I think it's a challenge. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the fakeness causes this strain or and then it leads to a strange relationship and you're right a lot of people are walking around believing that the church is fake or the relationships in the church is fake because of the way we treat one another that has a lot to do with behavior and that's where you come in with this dr t the behavior of people cuz here's the thing when we when we start talking about strained relationships turning into strange relationships people mm. tend to get hurt and hurt people do what dr t they're going to hurt them they're going to hurt other people. And so unless we begin to really psychologically look at this as well as spiritually and be real about it, people are going to continue to get hurt. So the fakeness, I guess, is what I want you to speak to that caused this strain in the relationship that leads to strangeness. Well, and that's a good, good, good point. I think that because of, um, some of the natural disasters that we're facing with the pandemic. I think uh, face, Facebook, I call it fake book. You know, it gives you an opportunity to get, yeah, it is, it is. It, you got a fake social environment there. You ain't really up close to nobody. You, you know, you can touch a button and click somebody off if you don't want to be bothered with them. We associate ourselves with friends who people who like us. Anybody outside that group, you know, they don't even get our information. It sets up for a, for, for a virtual fakeness. I mean, and I understand it's a social venue, but it's but at best it doesn't it, it gets only on the surface and it's controlled by the person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, I think that um, this has pulled us away a lot of times. We I think our society is getting further away from from connecting with people. And I think that the, the pandemic, you know, the covid the Omicron, all these things have caused us to separate ourselves into little silos where we're comfortable with, you know, just us. We ain't got to be bothered with folk. 
We can choose to do that if we want to. So I think that the fakeness is, is kind of like an isolation. And it's difficult because sometimes we do have to have times by ourselves and things like that. But when it's when it's when it's really uh, when it's really regulated, when it's when it's when it's constant, it's difficult to get away from the, the, the human feeling. God made us human beings to be sociable and to be interactive with each other. Uh, he gave the he gave the uh, union of marriage as a symbolism of Christ in the church. So what he, in other words, I think the I think relationships are the test tubes uh, experiments of how we relate to each other. We can relate to God, like He said. You know, how can you say you hate your brother or sister and you haven't you love me, somebody you ain't never seen? That's difficult when God is so far away. And, but but we got our relationship with each other that can help us understand that kind of relationship. And that, so I think that the strain and the strangeness comes in because of what we've been through in our life, mm-hmm. just the traumas. It's just the, it's the way that we interact with each other or have seen interact. And, and we bring that over into, you know, to the church. I think we bring, you know, those relationships into the church. We start treating God like we treat our brother and sister. You know what I mean? Yes, we absolutely. Do. Absolutely. And not only does it bleed over into the church and then it becomes a problem and your church relationships become strained, then, <laughs> then it bleeds over into our everyday life or every aspects of our life, our work, and even our play. It, sometimes it get hard to even sit down and talk to somebody or have dinner with someone because they're so hurt or they're mm-hmm. so strained by, you know, this not understanding or just the hurt, just strained by the hurt from a relationship within the church or even from our family, that healing hasn't taken place. And I think that's what's important too for us to hear here or to pay attention to is that there needs to be some healing taking place here. Because I think with those strained relationships that cause strange things, there's some healing in between there that has not taken place personally. And a lot of our people need counseling or need help in some kind of way or just to talk it out. Yeah, but we run from that, you know, and I think I think we run from that kind of intimacy um, when, and, and, you know, people only go as far as when things hurt. So I talked about that in an earlier program that the brain is so wired in that it it protects you. It's in survival mode, your brain and your neurons and and how it fires. Its job is to protect you. And mm-hmm. so if there's anything outside the strangeness of your thoughts, it's not going to go over there. It's going to go back to where it's comfortable and what it knows. Even memories are associated like that. Your long-term memory stores information based on the repetitiveness of what you put back in your head or the association of whatever that thought was with something pleasurable stays longer than something that's negative in your long-term memory. So, I mean, we all, we are, we're wired, we're wired for condition in a sense. We're wired, to, we're wired with limitations. And so when we come into a relationship which causes us to a little stress, a little strain, we're going to choose the option. We're going to opt out of that. We're going we're gonna to go and close ourselves up in Facebook somewhere. We ain't going to deal with what we got to deal with. We're going to try to run away from that. And the church doesn't run up. The church doesn't embrace. When, when you, when, you know what? The most dangerous time, even in church, is it's a dangerous time. People like going in church and playing safe. Don't you realize when you come there, you're connecting with God. God is dealing with you on the surface level of your, of your wickedness. And it should be a most difficult time when you come in there, when you're intersecting with God inside this sanctuary 
This is a sanctuary. This is where you meet God at. You should be carrying him around with you every day. But especially in the church where he calls his house, his tabernacle, where he dwells, you need to have some respect when you approach that place. You'll need to come in there casual and you need to lay it all out. But we ain't laying it all out sometimes. We don't lay it all out with God because we ain't laid it all out with our brother and sister. We run it. That's when he says, if you know you said something against your person, he said, don't even come to church. Don't even you, you leave the church and go and reconcile yourself to that person. Then you come back in here. Don't come in there with all that mess. Is what he, in other words, that's the Ebonic version of it. Yes, don't come in there okay. with all that mess, right? <laughs> don't come there. Go out there because it's important that you get that relationship with somebody you see every day before you don't before you come in here and get that relationship that you've got every day in your life with me. Mm. It's important because when you leave the context of God and go to your brother and sister, you should be living out what you and God does with that person. So it's relational. It's it's interactive. It's interwoven. And we're all challenged with that. None of us have it right. We're all challenged with those relationships. I, I had a conversation with a person this week that felt like all they need to do was be right with God. Because they said it this way. I, I don't have to. Are you telling me that that I have to be right with somebody else and that it's, that it's my responsibility? If I don't have anything against that person, it's not my responsibility to do, to do anything. I said, no, 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 no. What you're saying is you can, you've got to be right with God. It's that, it's that righteousness thing. We know Christ did that. Christ made us right with God by being the mediator between God and man is Christ. He sealed that relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what about that other one? Love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul, right? That's the righteousness. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's the justice. That's the other side of that. He says in both of these, everything hangs. If you do both of these, he told the lawyer that. You do these things and live. You do both of them things. All the commandments hang on that. So what he's saying is, is that it is a responsibility. You can go around and be saved, sanctified, and holy all you want to. And that's good. But if you ain't got that thing right with that other person, you got a partial holiness. Mm. I mean, you're sanctified and holy, but you got a relationship that you got a holiness that ain't lived out with nobody. What good is that? Right? I mean, what good is that? There is no good in that. And I love what you're saying. You have a partial holiness. (laughs) And I don't think I've ever heard it called that because when the way you're explaining, it is partial because it goes back to the scripture you read. How can you love God and not love your brother and not fix that with your brother? And this is where what we talked about before, where segregated relationships come in play. segregated relationships are um, with our brothers and sisters or strange or hurt relationship that cause us to segregate. Um, They tend to cause problems and um, cause us not to be healed. You know, when when we're not really facing them, because in all essence, the gentleman that you're talking about or the person you're talking about should fix that. When we begin to, face our brothers and sisters with the things that we are uncomfortable with, when we're really real with one another, mm-hmm. then we can heal to one another. With Absolutely. When and that's real. why people don't want the church because they're looking at the church because they're looking at the people in the church and, and they're looking at how they're acting and how they're treating each other. And they're saying, I mean, you know, young people say, I don't want that. I mean, if, if they treat each other like that, I mean, what, what kind of testimony is that? So it's a challenge for all of us to not only be right with God, but also be right with the other person. 
because we can become stumbling blocks to people. And, and I understand it's hard. I understand, you know, that old saying to live above with the saints, saints I love, glory, 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 to live mm-hmm. below with the saints I know. That's another story. Yeah. Now, to live below with all them saints below is difficult. Them saints below are tough. On this other side of heaven, it's hard living out with folk because we all got stuff. We all got garbage. We all, we all need a holy sanitation. Absolutely. But it's the mess that we in. It's the mess of humanity. But I believe that we have to see that that good neighbor, that good neighbor is that person that fell on the side of the road. We have to see that there's some part of me in, in everybody, that humanity, that desire to reach out to people other than me, that otherness. And I think that the, I think that COVID has hurt that. It's caused us to go within. And, and it's taken away that sense of being out remotely with folk. And sometimes we have to be forced to say good morning. You know, because we ain't going to say it. If we didn't have the, the social climate, we wouldn't say. It. I mean, you're going to say good morning to yourself? No, that's what the social climate does. It forces you, and it's in a sense, to be around other people. And it's good for us because it's good for extra ideas. You know, if you stay by yourself, you just have your own idea. You know, you're a legend in, in our own mind. So we need that socialness that God created uh, for us. And I think that's I think that's important. Now, when it comes to, that's so true, when it comes to our uh, the fake relationships and the results of them, there are many problems that are in the world today and people are holding those problems in their heart and they're having to deal with those mentally because of the results of a fake relationship with, with our brother and sister in Christ. So mm-hmm. talk about a couple of those problems or the results of a fake relationship and how it's affecting us? Well, I think some of the problems of the fakeness would be just that when you, it's, it's the idea when, when it relates to church, it's the idea only kind of to come here on Sunday and Wednesday. And when I come here, I'm a consumer. I'm coming to get what I need to get. So in a way, it's kind of like what that guy said, it's just him and God. So even when we come to the house with this fakeness, it's a fake way that we got to come together. Ain't nobody can say, I ain't going to like this. It's the way that we come to God in a fakeness where it's where where he's, we're just, it's a consumer relationship. And we don't understand that true worship is really not taken in. It's like, to me, it's like letting out. It's like letting go and dropping everything. And, and, and just being caught up in the, in the, in the wholeness of, of everything in the tabernacle. And that involves other people. Forsake not the assembling of yourself together. The scripture talks about that. There is something in an assembly. And so the, some of the fakeness is the isolated way that we go to church, but our mentality of, of how we're going to approach God. We just want this with God and this with me, and that's it. It's also... All the stuff that before we get there that we got to go through in our life that we bring in there that's got to fall off of us and and because and and, and it, it, it don't fit but we don't really see that sometimes until the Holy Spirit shows us that and the other fakeness is some people just feel like they just want superficial relationships we don't we don't want to get close because we're afraid that we're going to get hurt we're afraid that we're going to risk something. And, 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 you know, we're stereotyped. We like people around us that we like. So we base a fake relationship on that, on, on, on the simple thing is that you got to see things like I see them. Or if we, we got clicks and groups, 
that's a fake thing. We got groups of people that we hang around with and, and, and that kind of fakeness. And it's not a, not a real genuine care. I think a lot of times we may be losing some of that a care for humanity. That's the genuine that's care for the others, that others yeah. we're talking about. That otherness is so important. And it causes us not to be able to relate to one another. And then there are some hidden things. And I think we'll talk about this on part two of our faith relationship with Christ and our fake relationship with each other. The other part of that is the hurt personally or physically or mentally, you know, that causes a strange relationship because there are things that's going on in the faith community where somebody either hurt you mentally, physically, or even, you know, spiritually too, giving you the wrong spiritual direction. And people are, you know, are not happy with that. So I think we really need to talk to that on part two, that kind of digging into what are those responses or how has this type of relationship really hurt people. In our culture today, we see it and we don't want to bring it up or admit that the spiritual community and some even leaders and people in leadership have hurt other people. And and we've done it all in the name of religion too. We've done it all in the name of religion and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have anything to do with that. It's got this personality. So this has been great. This is great. I think this is kicking us off with this faith relationship with Christ versus our fake relationship with each other. Now, I know through this, because we're going to do about three parts to this, we're going to make some people mad and we're going to make some people question. And so audience, we want your response too when it comes to this, these next few episodes um, dealing with each other, because this is what this show is about. It's about dealing with relationships, because Real. spiritually, when it, when you look at things spiritually, it is about relationships, because our relationship to God is so important. Jesus himself was very relational when Absolutely. he was on earth, you know, representing God. So everything is about relationships. So I'm going to let you do the final words, Dr. T, here on this topic. And we're at the top of the hour and we're going to finish this off and we're going to do part two, as I said, on dealing with the problems that come from a strange relationship. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Sister Joe. I, I just want to ask this question. Um, if there's anybody in the listening audience, if, if you've got a strained relationships that is that is leading to a strange relationship, Within the body of Christ, it's it's in, it's in, it's it's imped- it's it, I just um, I am employ you just to go reconcile yourself. Go. How do you do that? Go to the person. Make it right. Life's too short. People are leaving out here every day. If you bother with something, go talk with somebody about it. Don't go with your issues. Go with empathy. You know, pity. You don't want to go with anybody with pity. Pity gives you sympathy. But compassion, being compassionate is being empathetic, being able to look to somebody and, and then go with them and ask more questions than you have answers. Love on those people while you got time. So, I mean, I just want to challenge you that if you've got a fractured relationship with the body of Christ where you are, go try to work that out. 
go have a kind, candid conversation with him, you know, um, because God, God wants us to live in total uh, accord with him and with other people. And if either one of those relationships are not in accord, it's going to affect your spiritual growth. It's going to hurt you. So it's impediment that you, that you try to work on that because number one, God loves you. So don't beat yourself up, but also don't beat the other person up either. Go and work out that relationship with them and get that right and focus on that. And uh, I bet you, you're going to really enjoy the end of that thing. When you work out that relationship, you work through that relationship on the other side, there is a beautiful spot when you reconcile with people, when you just go and talk with them. Some people may not be ready for it. Then you just back off and come at the right time, but there's a timing in it. So let me back off and I'm going to shut up and say, pray first before you go. Seek God's wisdom on the time and the timing and the words that you should say when you go, because there is a lot of hurt people. But it's, in, it's, it's but I just implore you just to go and, and, and work on those kind of relationships so that your relationship with Christ will not be fractured. Well, there it is. Words of wisdom from Dr. T on real relationships. We thank you for joining the audience today, and we look forward to seeing you next time on BHM 365 Real Relationships.